Hey marketers, if you want to get the latest news, trends, and insights in marketing, advertising, and tech, check out the Adweek Podcast Network. Learn from leading voices across media and marketing with original shows like Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, Marketing Vanguard, and Tech Magic with Kathy Hackle. Start listening now by searching Adweek wherever you listen to podcasts. Are you looking to take your media strategy to the next level and make impact with millions of customers? Walmart Connect harnesses the massive reach of America's number one retailer. They can help you connect more meaningfully with Walmart's 139 million weekly online and in-store customers to find the right audience for your message. They use Walmart's proprietary customer purchase data to help you precisely target even niche audiences at scale. Visit walmartconnect.com today to see how they can help you find the customers you want at the scale you need. Hey, I'm sure by now you're aware of programmatic ad tech, but what is it exactly? Programmatic advertising, in some ways, is really anytime you're using software and data to make your media buying decisions. We see it in display ads, in CTV, programmatic digital out of home, and of course, audio. And new ad technologies are coming out every day. Actually, what you're hearing right now is a type of programmatic ad, or at least a hybrid. It's not programmatic in the sense that a piece of software is buying this ad right now in a real-time bidding auction, but it is programmatic in the sense that it was bought through a buying platform that matched the advertiser to this podcast. And who is the advertiser? Grapeseed Media. When it comes to the world of programmatic, they're one of the companies that knows the most about the latest advances in all programmatic. Their whole mission is programmatic that lets you play with the giants. They open the door and walk you through the entire programmatic landscape. They're the closest thing possible to an in-house programmatic team without the expense and trouble of an actual in-house team. They're completely tech agnostic, which means they sit on all ad technologies, including emerging ones, like the platform they use to serve this host red ad. If you're curious to take your programmatic further, reach out to them at grapeseedmedia.com. And thank you, Grapeseed Media, for being a sponsor of this podcast. You're listening to Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, a show where we discuss trends, marketing, pop culture, and the secret sauce behind successful client agency relationships. Because at the end of the day, everything is an ad. I'm Luce Corona, Adweek's community editor, here with my co-host and friend, Adweek, you're a brand editor, Rebecca Stewart. How are you? I'm very good, thanks. And you know, last week I said we had Margot Robbie coming on the podcast. We don't have Margot Robbie, but we do have a Margot. Yes, we have another Margot. Honestly, I think better than Margot Robbie, because that was a really great conversation. (laughs) Um, Yes, joining us for today's episode, we have Margot Raval, strategy partner and head of brand at AMV BBDO, and our very own Adweek reporter and agency spy editor, Kyle O'Brien, with the beautiful, silky radio voice. (laughs) But before we jump into that chat, we have a few reminders for you guys. Outlook is tomorrow uh, and exciting news. We will have bonus episodes coming out of that. We'll be sitting down with some of the marketers in attendance and on stage and pick their brains about the latest trends to come this year. And Usher's concert, oh sorry, I mean the Super Bowl, is rapidly approaching. We've got all the tea. Stay updated regularly on our rolling blog at adweek.com and we'll have a few surprises in store for you too. Yes, it should be a good night. And then friendly reminder, check out our friend Colin Daniels podcast, Young Influentials. He's got some amazing guests on there. New episodes come out every Tuesday. 
Uh, now, without further ado, let's jump into our conversation with Margot and Kyle. So welcome, Kyle and Margot. How are you both? Good, thank you. Good, thank you. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, and Margot, the reason we're having this conversation is because AMV and SST are celebrating 10 years um, this year of a, an agency relationship. And it's quite a rarity in advertising. Um, I wrote a piece kind of exploring how you made that relationship successful. And it got us thinking about what, why is this such, such a rarity? So I guess a good place to start is if you can give a little background on AMV and ST and how long you guys have been working together because you've been there since the start right yes almost um <laughs> i've been working with sct for the last uh eight years now um and um, i think where it started was um it started with um with tena and uh with libres so the what was used to call incontinent category and the femcare category um, that AMV won uh, in a pitch uh, all those years ago, it started in a place of like more of a conventional pitch where you're trying to, you know, reimagine a platform for a brand and try and distinguish yourself in the category. But if we're really honest, the first sort of work on, on Femcare, so for Libres, was actually a refresh from what was happening in the category, but was not really... Uh, cutting through enough uh, in the market and it was not the bravest possible work um, it could have been and so what happened is through a bit of like a bit of trial and error we stumbled upon that sort of shocking realization that for a category that was distributing period protection nobody was ever acknowledging what these products were actually doing so mm -hmm. it was selling such an elevated version of the benefit that you that you completely forgot what it was actually tackling and i think the the turning point in the relationship is when we realized that and we decided that we would tackle that and that would be our primary mission and from that the relationship grew stronger very quickly <laughs> because we we were kind of in a bit of like a cultural war, I suppose, where you need to try and get people along with you on that journey of why it's worth, worth it breaking taboos that are so ingrained. And that basically brings you closer together very quickly because you have a lot of negativity that you're facing from all sides and you need to, um, you need to react as a team. And I think this really, really shaped the way we are still today where we are one team that's sort of divided between SET and AMV, but we come together at every opportunity. And this has also had sort of ripple effects into how we have our relationship on Tena and now on Plenty. Mm -hmm. Well, the campaign you were referencing there, just to kind of recap readers, was of course Blood Normal, um, which launched around eight years ago now. And it was um, monumental at the time in the UK, especially because it was the first period product ad to show real blood, which is so shocking that it took that long. Um, but a word that came up a lot when when I spoke with um, with you and Thomas from SET for my piece was trust. Um, and you know that's what you're saying you kind of cult once you'd cultivated that trust it was then easy to kind of break barriers together but Kyle you're writing about agencies all the time 
and it feels to me like the agency of record model um you, you know it used to be the favored one but now it's it's a little different and a lot of um, work is like project based and clients are moving towards a more short-term approach can you talk a little bit about the trends you're seeing and, and why these long-standing relationships are such a rarity yeah they certainly are I mean it's uh, it's become the it AR used to be the thing you used to hire an agency and they would they would be your agency through thick and thin and there are still those uh, those and uh, we'll bring up some examples of that but uh what really we are seeing is a lot of uh, project work going on and it's because uh brands are needing agencies to be more proactive uh there's uh, just a story today that uh, ran about uh um, about agency business uh, rising, but uh, it's showing that that a lot of it is project work because um, you know that that trust needs to be there, and so the projects uh, sometimes are the gateway to getting them in the door and to to building up that trust. You know, you don't have it right away. Like I, I know the the agency mischief uh, that is has they were our our uh, agency of the year this year for the U.S. and they've just been on a climb because they start out with a lot of project work and it really gets them to that AROR status very quickly because they prove their worth through these projects and then they get signed on for for AOR. So while a lot of it is uh, project work and that is kind of the, the state of the uh, the union lately, it is also an intro for uh, AR, AORs to happen. So it's, it's not just it's just going project or going away from AOR. It's building that trust. And I think, you know, you, you hit on that with, uh, with the AMV and SD. Ready to unlock the full potential of your media spend? Whether you're looking to launch a new product, build your brand, or help increase sales this quarter, Walmart Connect helps brands make an impact with precise targeting, powerful analytics, and the reach of America's number one retailer. Walmart Connect offers solutions for advertisers of all sizes on and off Walmart's digital properties and in their stores. From cost-effective sponsored search and self-serve display ads on Walmart's site and apps to connected TV and off-site media across web and social to in-store activations and live events, Walmart Connect can help you deliver the right content to the right Walmart customer at the right step of their shopping journey. And Walmart Connect's closed-loop measurement means they can track the full impact of your campaign on sales, not just on Walmart's site and app, but also in-store. For some campaigns, they can even provide rest-of-market data that tracks the impact on sales at other retailers. Visit walmartconnect.com today to find out how you can start connecting with Walmart's 139 million weekly online and in-store customers. Walmart Connect. More than media. Meaningful connections. Yeah, and um, it's it's so interesting to hear the contrast, you know, like what the, the different scenes are in, in the UK and the agency model and then over here going on to your point, Kyle. Margot, I'm so curious, um, you know, because I'd love to inform our listeners on what, you know, they can do to foster these relationships because agencies can take the meetings and go out to dinners, you know, with the CMOs. And we see a lot of that. But it sounds like trust is not something that you can easily gain over like, you know, a nice dinner in Manhattan or, or things like that. So, Margot, I'd love to hear from you on how you fostered it. So maybe it goes back to how you started and then how you've kind of formed that relationship, like anything that you learned that you think could benefit others from this partnership? Yes, of course. I mean, I was laughing when you were saying taking them to expensive dinners. And we, we certainly don't do that much of that because 
I think it's it, it's funny because it is an industry that has the reputation of doing that, right? Of like, oh, you're going to take your clients out and that's part of the client satisfaction and make them feel loved and important. And it's funny because in a way, I find that the relationship we have with our SAT clients is is so much more collaborative that it doesn't rely so much on, you know, entertaining them as much as it relies on showing that we are obsessed with the topics at hand, their products, how they're doing in the market, um, what cultural changes are happening that should be uh, of interest to them. So we, I think what we have built is, is a very, very close nonstop relationship where uh, whether it's on WhatsApp, on LinkedIn, on email, on the phone, on having a dinner once in a while, it is always going to be, I've just seen this, what do you think? I was thinking about that, what do you think? So it's, it's, it's a continuous dialogue where they feel like we are always trying to come at it from various angles. So I think for me, the passion for your client's business, the cultural landscape that surrounds it, the proactive ideas, even if they're crazy, coming at them all the time is what has built the robustness of that relationship. Yeah, I thought that was so interesting as well. When we spoke, you said you almost think about it like a journalist, like you're always looking for the next story. And I yeah. absolutely loved that. I think it's true. And, and, it, and it's also the culture of the, of the, the team here at AMVs across all disciplines. You know, we have, you know, multidisciplinary groups, whether it's on WhatsApp, on Microsoft Teams or just around the agency. And we just share thoughts and references and knowledge and, and ideas all the time. And it's, I think, also a culture within an agency, right? So if people, you know, know each other really well and have a proactive culture of always digging deeper, which is what we call radical empathy, you are always going to be thinking of your team or your colleagues and be like, I've just seen this. What do you think? Uh, this might interest you. So we also have a lot of people at AMV who don't work directly on SET who send us things all the time, whether it's an article or my niece just said that to me, I thought you would want to know. <laughs> so it becomes like an ever-growing, you know, group chat um, and, and inspiration can come from all those sides. Yeah, the best ideas always start in a group chat anyway, I think. <laughs> and then it's good if they make it off the group chat too, which which they rarely do. But Kyle, this is interesting because you have written a few pieces um, in the past six months around how roles within agencies are changing and how jobs are changing. And one you wrote was about um, client services account directors and how they're kind of evolving and, and you know what they're doing and it's interesting when we're talking about relationships here like how are agencies kind of pivoting to, to service clients in a way that you know as Liz says and Margot says it's no longer about entertaining and actually about this idea of radical empathy and truly understanding the needs of their clients' business? How are agencies evolving internally to cater to that? Well, I think, you know, uh, agencies are becoming less order takers. It's not just about, hey, here's the brief and this is what you do with it. Uh, and, you know, go go off and do what you do. It's really them being a part of the brand's team. The agency really has to be integrated within the brand to understand 
what's going on, to have those interactions that Margot was talking about of of being you know, a part of the team and sharing information. And it's, it's constant, it's the constant back and forth that builds that trust. And it also builds those relationships and lets them flourish. Uh, so that it's not just, Hey, here's, here's what we want. You make the creative for it. It's we're all in this as a team. Uh, let's be partners together. You bring us, you bring what you bring to it because you're the specialist in this. We're the specialist in this. Let's all come together and make our, make our ideas count together. And I think that's what really builds a great agency and client relationship is the fact that, you know, they're, they're part of the team. And it, it sounds cliche at this point to say that, but it's absolutely true. And if you're not uh, a part of the team, then you are just, you are just an outside agency, you know, trying to help them with a problem that you don't know f- completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. I think um, something that struck me from Rebecca's article is that, uh, Margot, you and the client, you all work on the briefs together, which is so interesting because usually it's like that. That's kind of our question here sometimes on the show. Like, what did the brief look like? But it's different with you guys because you're working on it together. So do you think that also makes a difference? Absolutely. Um, I think... There's not been a single time when we were given a brief and we were like, yeah, let's just hit the ground running. You know, like it's every time it's like, hmm, that's interesting. Is it because of this? Is it because of that? How you thought of this? What if that? Uh, So we always shape it together. And it's like, actually, could it be even bigger? Or actually, could it be even more tactical? Or actually, you've got X, Y, and Z other markets who needs this, what if we could, you know, bring them into the fold, get a bigger budget and actually do something even better. So we are constantly co-shaping what we think the brief should be and also sort of penciling what the next one would be, you know, of like, that is really exciting. Maybe it's the next opportunity because of this and that. So it's it's not just reacting to, oh, there's an innovation, we need to advertise it. It's it's a balance between what traditionally, you know, markets would have and want to advertise and what is good for the brand in general, what can be culturally relevant or specifically, you know, really, you know, distinctive at certain point in time. And also what can make for an even bigger, better bang if you combine efforts and how you can um, bring more and more and more markets into that fold is critical as well to to that success because it is the main KPI for our global clients too. Gotcha. Yeah. And and it all goes back to everyone aligning on the same KPIs. Um, Margo, I have I'm so curious. I have a, a one more question for you. So I saw that you've been with AMV for a while. You actually started there as a planner uh, and you've been there. I, I don't remember the years, but you've been there for a while now and in a leadership kind of role. So talent plays a huge role here. And you even mentioned someone from another team just kind of sending over ideas. So what is it? like at AMV? I mean, not just even just the culture, but what has kept you there and kept you so dedicated to the work that you think other agencies can learn? That's a really good question. I mean, I don't think I'm biased by saying that I think that uh, AMV has the very best creatives that you can uh, wish for, but not just that, it has the very best talent all around. So I've been very conscious that I don't think the 
grass is always greener. Uh, I actually really believe in the power of working with people you value and you know, and actually you instead of wasting time rebuilding relationship with new people is how do you deepen those relationships? How do you get more quickly to answers, proactive projects? You know who to go to, you know who to work with. So you have much more, I guess, willpower uh, all across the board to start doing fun projects. Uh, so I really enjoy that because it's not so much about the sort of vertical uh, ascension of career as much as it's what are the opportunities to do something cool, to do something meaningful with people that you trust are going to get you there actually better and quicker. And then actually working on SET has been a um, you know monumental part of um, why I enjoy working at AMV, which is funny because I think a lot of clients would be really proud and happy to hear that their being with an agency is what also retains talent. And I can see that definitely at AMV that a lot of people really want to start working on SET. And when they do, they really want to stay with us uh, because they do really meaningful work. Uh, they have fun. They feel like they're being challenged because obviously you, you come there with such a track record that you feel like you want to do even better. So you're going to sort of challenge yourself and challenge everyone else to try and find fresher insights, fresher angles. Um, so it's not always easy from a pressure perspective because you're trying to sort of, you know, outdo yourself, but it's also what makes it fun and interesting. Yeah, for sure. And it always helps to have a client like Essity who sound really open um, to, new, to new ideas. So for sure. And and Kyle, um, I want to ask you one last question. You know, the piece you, you referenced that you wrote today, um, the study around the kind of new business frenzy, there was a, a kind of paragraph in there where you were talking about agencies, you know, there, there is going to be this, this pitching frenzy, but actually agencies are under more scrutiny than ever from clients. Mm-hmm. What were some of the things going into 2024 that the clients really want to see from agencies that might lead to more of these long-term relationships? Right. And uh, I think Margot hit it on the head earlier when it, when she said being proactive. And that was that was the main takeaway from from the study that uh, that I referenced from RSW that that um, they the clients really, really want to be brought ideas. They want their their agencies to be thinking ahead and not just reacting. Um, they, they want, they want, you know, they come with, come to us with ideas, come to us with, you know, something crazy, something, uh, something that's really going to help move the needle. And uh, that, that certainly leads to greater trust because they know that the agency is really, really trying their best to come up with ideas that are going to, they're, that are going to help the client move forward and not just do creative for creative sake or creative for award sake. Cause nobody, that, that doesn't help anybody. So, mm-hmm. So in the end, it's really about collaboration, which is what you're saying to Margot and this idea of radical empathy and building trust and just listening, I guess, which is always good advice. Um, but thank you so much, guys. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thanks, Kyle. And thank you again, Margot. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so both. much. Thanks very thank much. You. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and Acast Creator Network. This podcast was produced by me, Al Manorino, executive produced by Chris Ahrens and John Heil, and edited by Lane McGivney at Boutwell Studios. 
You can listen and subscribe to all of Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcast. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. Thanks for listening. If you expect your media investment to deliver clear, measurable results, Walmart Connect can help you get there with powerful analytics and the reach of America's number one retailer. Their closed-loop measurement uses Walmart's proprietary customer purchase data to track the impact of your campaigns on sales, not just on Walmart's site and app, but also in-store. For some campaigns, they can even provide rest-of-market data that tracks the impact on sales at other retailers. Visit walmartconnect.com today and see how they can help make your media spend meaningful. Walmart Connect. More than media, meaningful connections.